Father, we sit in your presence at this hour. Your word has said, and that is what you are, that you are love. And so as we begin this year in this first service, I'm asking, Lord, for the outpouring of your love upon us, upon each one of us, by the power of your Holy Spirit. I'm asking, God, that your love will lift each one up in the course of this particular year. There will be a mighty and a glorious transformation as your love takes effect in every particular step of our being for the glory of your wondrous name. So arise, O God, let your enemies be scattered. Let your love arise and let your enemies be scattered in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I keep on remembering the vision of the church even as we begin this particular year yet once again. And the very words that we connect, we grow, and we go. The vision that essentially is to stir us up on and move on, to connect, to grow, and to go. And if there's anything that will enable us to connect, to grow, and to go, it is the love of God. And I was so blessed by our brother Chris as he rose up and the very aspect that he started sharing on is like you know the messages that the message that i've been blessed upon my heart was in line with what it is that he started sharing on the songs we sang all of them lining up everything has lined up right through that is with regard to this particular love of god and when you look at john chapter 16 verse 25 to 27 the word of god says the following though that this is jesus who is speaking Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. Speaking about our Father in glory, he says, I will speak, I will tell you plainly, I'm going to speak openly to you about my Father. In that day, he says, you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Now listen to this, verse 27. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. In that particular scripture, in that small verse, a short verse, the Son of God reveals something very deep to you and to me if we are going to take it, if we are going to believe it, and if we're going to rise up to be able to run with it, it will make a very mighty and glorious change in our lives, in our circumstances, in our situations, in everything that concerns us, be it our work, be it our children, be it our parents, be it our, our brothers and sisters, wherever it is, be it our neighbors, wherever it is, we may turn ourselves. He reveals to us something very deep in that particular place. As he says, you know, you know, the Father himself loves you. And he gives us the reason. Why will the Father love you? Now, this is what I want you to take hold of as we go this, into this particular year. 
He says, the Father loves you for this one reason. Not because of the many good things you have done. Not because of how wonderful you are. But he says, the Father loves you because you love me and you have believed in me. That is, I came from the Father. Those two things are very important in our walk with the Lord. And as we enter, as we move into this particular year, remember the one time when the, the Jews came to him and they asked him, what must we do so that we may work the works of God? They were involved in wanting to do something. I want to do something to show that I, I, then he, you know, he baffles them. He tells them, this is the work of God. <laughs> Believe in him whom he has sent. And he finishes it at that. Now here he comes and he tells us, the father himself loves you because you have loved me. Now I want you to ask yourself, do I love Jesus? Honestly. And I wanna, we'll come in deeper into it. Do I love Jesus? And secondly, do I really believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Then, if your answer to those two questions truly is yes, then the Father's love for you is guaranteed. You can stay 100% sure that I am loved. By the Father. And in the year that has finished, 2021, which it is gone, it will never be with us again. I would just like to ask one question, and maybe as I ask myself, maybe have you walked a long road that has been dry, rough, rugged, a rugged path, a road of pain, a road of sorrow, and a road of a heavy heart. Maybe so many setbacks in the course of all that particular year that, have, 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 that has gone. Ask yourself, as you sit there, you may testify and say, I'm saved. But I want you to ask yourself, have you known the joy of salvation, really? If you are put on the, on, you know, you are put on the carpet and you ask, have you really known the joy of salvation? To be honest and, you know, honestly declare it. Because sometimes we may stand and say, yeah, I love Jesus. I'm happy in the Lord Jesus Christ. But deep on the inside, you are weeping and you are deep in sorrow. You have never known the real joy of being a child of God. You've never experienced truly, does he love me? You even question over and over again. You question, and those questions come to your mind every now and again. And you wonder, does God really love me? Once again, I go back to what he tells us there. How is the Father's love guaranteed for us? It is guaranteed if these two things are manifest in you. And that is, I love the Lord Jesus. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it's, it, it, there is something then Jesus comes and he tells us, he says us in John chapter 4, 14 verse 15. Again, a very short verse. He says, if you love me. Now, ask yourself, do I love Jesus? Then now he comes now in verse chapter 14, verse 15. He asks a question again. He says, a statement rather. If you love me, then he tells you, keep my commands. 
Now here is, it, it is like an acid test. That I may say I love him. But then he comes, he turns around and he flips the page and he says, Well, Paul, if you love me, keep my commands. And the question now comes, am I keeping his commands as a proof of my love for him? Or is my love simply a love of words? Whereby I simply declare and say, yes, I love you. I love the Lord Jesus. And I can even cry and worship with tears. But my actions tell a different story. That is one thing that I want us to look into ourselves as we enter into this year. And we will be sharing deeper and deeper into this particular aspect or into this particular path. As the Spirit of the Lord leads in that particular way. Because there is a wind, as I said last, last, last week. There is a wind or an onslaught that the enemy is bringing upon. Upon us and upon mankind as a whole. It has been going on but it, he has increased the notch. And we'll share it deeper and deeper later on. We shared part of it last week. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. How Paul shares what is going to happen in the last days. But today I, wanna, I don't want us to touch on that. I just want us to continue on this award that the Lord has laid upon my heart. Which is being, laying a foundation of this whole thing. Love lifted me. And love is going to lift you. What is God saying? Basically what he's saying that he wants to change the narrative of your story. He wants to change the narrative of your story. He wants, you know, he basically, he's saying that I want to take you into my secret place. Into that secret place of my presence. And when I take you into the secret place of my presence, he says, I want to bath you. You know the way you, bath, you used to bath your babies when you are, when you are washing your babies in, in the basin or in the, whatever. I want to bath you. That is exactly what the Father is saying. He says, I want to take you into the secret place of my presence. And I want to bathe you in my secret ingredient. And I marvel, I said, secret ingredient. Yes, I want to bathe you in my secret ingredient. And then he said, it is a cleansing ingredient. It is a cleansing ingredient that not only removes the stains. You know, we sing and we say the blood of Jesus. We will sing of the power of the blood of Jesus. But I'm not still talking about the blood of Jesus Christ today. He comes, he says, that this cleansing ingredient not only removes the stains. That, you know, that have, have marred your whole being, your spirit, your soul, and your body. He says, this particular ingredient that I want to bet you will change the very fabric of your makeup. It changes the very fabric of your makeup. And such that next time when you encounter dirt and mud and what have you outside there, the stains will not be able to stick. The detergents we use, we can throw it in the, in the washing machine. We, it comes out looking very white and wonderful. But go out, out there and you know, go walking in the mud. You will come back, the cloth has turned back again as dirty or even worse than it was before. But he says with this particular ingredient, as he bathes us, it not only removes the stains, but it also changes the very fabric of our very makeup. And I want you to realize I love all, I've always loved the beginning of man. 
that when he created man, that ingredient was in every cell of man. That's what he was saying. That, that ingredient of mine was in his physical body, it was in his soul, and it was in his spirit. Every thought of his had that particular ingredient. I had you know, woven it into his, into his person. And so basically what the father is doing is that he's reaching out with this particular with this particular ingredient and his desire as we look at first corinthians chapter 13 if you look at first corinthians chapter 13 and verse, verse 13 he shares something very interesting in that particular place he says and now these three remain there are three things that remain which are very powerful in our walk with the lord he says faith we talked so much about faith in the year that is passed. He says faith, hope, we even call ourselves Hope Community Church, and love. Then by then he says, but the greatest of these is love. So essentially, as he speaks, or he was speaking of this ingredient, he, he comes in and he says, that's exactly what Chris started with. He says, my ingredient is love. And I marvel at what it is that the Father was putting forth unto us as he says he wants to bath us in this particular love. Why? He says, because when I made you at the beginning in Adam, he says, this is the ingredient that actually I made you with. It is like the water that you use to mix the, you know, the flour. As you mix it, it goes into every particular section of the flower as it makes the, uh, the dove or whatever it is you call it to be able to be, you know, to be in the right particular state. That water sings and goes everywhere. He says, love, in the course of making man, my love was going everywhere. It surged and touched everything in him. And he says, when man fell, that is the ingredient that God polluted. It got removed from the system, from the fabric of man's spirit, man's soul, man's body. And when love took off, you can imagine what happened in the whole of creation. It has continued up to today. Even we, we are mad at our own children. You know, you give birth to the child and then you come, you are very mad at the same person. You find parents calling their children cows, you know, donkeys, pigs, you know, stupid, what have you. All sorts of words. That parents we lumped on our words, or maybe they were lumped on you by your by your dad or by your mom. We call our brothers and our sisters all sorts of, of names. We call our neighbors. We lift fingers at each other on the road when they have made us annoyed. You know, all sorts of wicked stuff that we do because that ingredient sort of got removed from our makeup as we grew up. But here is what the Lord says. As he comes in, he says, the greatest of it. He is reaching out unto you and unto me in this particular 2022. Afresh with the greatest power that is available in the whole of universe. And that is, he says, the greatest of this is love. And he goes in and says, it is the greatest power of force at any level of existence. Love. And if we're going to connect, if we are going to grow, if we're going to go, the Father says, I want to baptize you. I want to bathe you in my love. Because you have been so distant. You have not known my love. 
essentially. That's in, in a one way or another, that's what he is saying. And I want to bring you into a place where you are going to know what actually is my love because I want you to reflect my love. I want you to reflect me because I am love. Now realize he says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19, 19, he says, And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of the, all the fullness of God, that uh, our entering into the fullness of God is also part and parcel of this particular ingredient, this particular love, as he bathes you in that love. I want you to ha start having moments of silence in his presence. Every one of us. In your home. I want you to get into the habit. Get, get into a place where you remove noise. All the noise from you. I want you to get into the young and old alike. Because the father says, I want to bet you in my love. My secret ingredient. But I will be able only to do it if you abide in that place and be still in my presence. Slowly I'm going to soak you over and over again. And you're going to be a changed man and a changed woman for the glory of God in the highest. To be in that corner just alone with him. Realize the power of love. Love is so awesome that love incorporates in it, it has got joy. Love in it, it has got, you know, it has got peace. Love inside it has got patience. Love is so strange, it has got kindness inside it. Love is so, such a, a strange a, a thing, if we may call it a thing, in the sense that it also has got goodness inside it. This same, same love that the Father wants to birth us in, it is, it is so powerful, more powerful than jig or whatever it is that you're going to bleaching. It has got faithfulness and goodness, it has got gentleness, and it has got self-control packed within it. That is what love is. And he says, it is an ingredient that the Father says, I want to wash you from your hair. I want to wash your eye with this particular love. That the moment you start looking, you look at Paul, you look at Sunil, you look at brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. All you are seeing, you are looking through that, you are looking through joy. You are looking through patience. You are looking through goodness and faithfulness. You are looking through self-control. You are looking through, you, you are looking through mercy. You will never harm my brother Sunil. You will never harm Chris. You will never harm Steve. You will never harm Caroline. Praise the Lord. You will not even think of saying one evil word against another man or against another woman. Against your brother. Against your sister. You will not even think a negative thought once you have been washed bathed in this particular ingredient that the Father is releasing in this particular hour in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How does he demonstrate this particular ingredient or this particular love? He reveals it unto us in Psalms 81 verse 6. He says in Psalms 81 verse 6, I removed his shoulder from the burden and his hands were delivered from the pots. There is something about the burden on our shoulders. And there is something about our hands being delivered from the pots. There are pots, some Bibles call them baskets. To understand what he is basically indicating in this particular place is if you look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 and 4. He gives you an indicator. 
Israel was a picture of what we, the Father is pointing to what we, our relationship with him. And in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 and verse 4, he, the two, those two verses, he says in verse 2, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, that is verse 4, and the staff of his shoulder, and the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. What is the Lord saying unto us? Maybe in the course of that particular year that has gone by, you have walked in darkness. Much of your journey has been on the path that is darkness. There has been so much pain. There has been so much sorrow. There has been so much, you know, all forms of wickedness have been made manifest on your path. You've not known there be not so much suffering, so much darkness. He says, and those who dwell in the land of deep darkness. What is it to dwell in the deep darkness? That is, nothing has worked out right until you have asked yourself, am I really born again? And you've wondered, why is it that it has been like this for me throughout? I've not had a reason to be able to rejoice. I've not had a reason to be able to be able even to be able to give thanks. But he says, for this, a great light has shined. Remember when Jesus was born. Once again, he is the express image of love. When love once again was born in the, in the realm of mankind, Realize what darkness tried. Darkness tried to, you know, to snuff it out because it couldn't stand that love appearing again in the realm, in the realm of man. What I want you to take note of is the fact that love is at, love has the same qualities as light. Whenever realize when light shines in any particular place or in any place that is dark, suddenly the darkness disappears. And this is one ingredient, one aspect of, of, of love, the love that God is releasing unto us this particular year. Because when, when love appears anywhere, the opposing force simply dissipates. If love appears in a place where there is anger, strange enough, anger will just simply dissipate and disappear out of that particular place. When love appears into a particular place, if somebody even if somebody is immoral, but when love starts to deal on that particular heart, the immoral living of that particular person starts to dissipate. The evil thoughts the individual was having all along, he starts suddenly start finding, I don't want to have those particular thoughts anymore. The acts that the individual used to have, he no longer wants to have them anymore. Why? Because when love appears, darkness, love has the same qualities as light. Love is light. And as, 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 as the scripture we read, in, in first John he says God is light and also he just told us God is love meaning love is light and so when God is calling you to be the light of the world he is calling you and I to step out as love into the world it is not just simply the words that we speak our light 
shining is the expression of the love of God in you and in me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So light, the light that God is talking about and he has been talking all about Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. All who follow me will not walk in darkness. What essentially he is saying that I am the love that is come once again. Love is the light that destroys darkness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And realizing that verse, he says, he delivered, I delivered, I removed his shoulder, the burden from his shoulder, and I removed, he delivered his hands from the pots. What are the pots? The evil one and the powers of darkness have placed so many burdens and so, much, so many pots. They have brewed up for, for you and for me and for mankind as a whole. And each one of us. You know, each one of us, we experience all these particular aspects in one way or another. And the question that you have got to look at yourself is, and you check at what kind of burdens are you carrying on your, what kind of burdens are you carrying on your shoulders? And because he says, I will remove the burden from your shoulder. I will break the yoke of that particular burden, you realize when the yoke is put there and the burden is hanging on the yoke, you are ever always laid down. You can't be able to look up and you can't be able to walk in the victory or in the liberty that God has ordained for you to be able to walk in. But he says he breaks those particular yokes. Now, look at this. I want you to get some, look at Exodus chapter 1 verse 14. And you realize what he is speaking to Israel as he speaks these words to you and to me. Likewise, this is the experience they had in Egypt. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 1 verse 14, And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. I don't know what your life is. It may be. That there is some bitterness. There is, a, there is a lot of bitterness that you have had to go through. He says, they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. In mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. That is, there was such a stress in everything that they tried to lay their hands on. And hence, that's why he says, I removed their hands from the baskets. The enemy has made baskets and many men and women, including the children of God, find themselves in this particular, their hands are tied in this particular baskets. What do I tell of the baskets? They are baskets or pots, what some, some, uh, some Bibles call them pots. You know, the pots we, we cook in, others call them baskets. You know, he says, you know, in the, there, are, there are baskets, for, uh, there are a few that I'll mention. And I want you to look at them and look uh, all around us. There are baskets of wickedness that the enemy has made for men and for women, even the children of God. And he diffuses a, the power of God from us and from our lives with these particular baskets because he keeps our hands in those particular baskets and as a result god is not able to move or to work in our lives as we desire him to move because our hands are held in those particular baskets they are baskets of wickedness that is basket you try all you can but you find every now and again you get involved in evil doing in scheming against others you know, you know that this is wrong, but somehow you find that you are just, you find yourself being involved in scheming against others. 
you find yourself living in dishonesty. That, you know, there's no honesty in the way that you're handling things or double dealing. That is us. Those are aspects of wickedness. You know, you are vicious in the, the way sometimes the way that you, 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 you do things. You know, you are vile or we, are, we can find ourselves being corrupt or impure in the way we do things. And sometimes we simply claim, well, the blood of Jesus is available for me. Let me tell you something. Those particular ports of wickedness, they hinder the work of God and the grace of God in my life and in your life. And God is saying this particular year, he wants a visitation upon his children where he will wash us in this particular love of God so that he may be able to remove and deliver our hands from this particular wickedness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are those ones whose lives have been held in the ports of sorrow. You know, sadness has been part of your life. Even as you walk about that, you know, saying I'm born, as, born again, yet there is that aspect of, you know, dejection and unhappiness that is made manifest in your life over and over. Always there is a downheartedness and brokenheartedness in your spirit. And those are ports that the enemy has put your hands or my hands into to make sure that the presence of God and the power of God is not fully made manifest in our lives. There are ports of laws. People are, you know, we live lives of laws where there are so many losses in our lives. Oh, one of these is that, you know, you look in your life, you're always mislaying things and you can't understand. I don't know where I left my things. Some things are important, but you've lost them and you can't be able to trace them. You find even the aspect of that, you know, there's forgetfulness. You forget very important appointments. You forget very important things, very documents you're supposed to sign. You forget very important engagements you're supposed to be able to engage in for some strange reason. You can't explain why. Ports of laws. They are baskets of laws that the enemy has put our hands into. And though we may be born again, we find ourselves in those particular areas. We squander opportunities that come upon us and we wonder why did I squander that particular opportunity it came by my gate and I didn't get hold of it why it is because our hands are in the ports of wickedness the ports of laws they have been designed but the father says I will remove your shoulder from the burden I will remove your hands from the ports Maybe you've got an engagement, a wonderful job that is the Lord has designed is going to bless you abundantly. But suddenly you just feel, I don't like this particular thing. So you abandon and you cast it aside. And you go looking for something else and you discover, oh no. I think that one which I had was actually better. But it's already gone. Why? Because the enemy has put your hand to waste, to be wasteful. And this is what the Father is saying. My love is going to transform the fabric of your very being. You will no longer be wasteful in the name of Jesus. Some of us, we've got our hands held in the pots of anger. Even an insect cannot pass in front of you. Because the moment, <clears throat> what is that? Anybody looks at you, why are you looking at me like that? You know, there, are people, there are people like, and I'm sad, they're even in the church. Some of the eyes might be looking at me. Maybe we might be like that. Or you may be looking at maybe some of those eyes as you're looking at me here in the pulpit. That, you know, you look at your child and mm, get out from here. I don't want to see you. You know, there's such an anger in, in, in our system that you wonder what is wrong with us. We are irritated. 
very easily every now and then. You know, we have fury, rage, outrage. We break out until even though they say the cockroaches, if they are in your house, they will run for safety because they know today I, it is not good. The air is not good. Our hands have been held in the pots of wickedness, pots of anger, pots of envy. You know, the, where, you know, you look at somebody else and you feel, mm, that should have been mine. Why should she be the one who should be having that? Why should he be the one who should be saying it that way? I am better placed to be able to say it that way. There are all these particular things, you know, things of suppression. You feel restrained always and you can't understand you are stifled you feel you're stifled yes like you're being smothered you know you can't be able to breathe there is no breath of freshness in your life you feel defeated crushed our hands are in the pots and in the back baskets of wickedness that's what happened to israel when they were in egypt and that's what is happening in the body of christ even at this particular uh, at this particular hour and that's why he says that's why i was born with a desire the reason why i was born is as he puts it he says he tells it in luke as we finalize luke chapter 4 verse 18 and 19 the scripture that you know this is why he was born this is the essence of love once again being born in the realm of man this is why he was not just as, as you know as the prophet says okay unto us a son is given it is love that was once again being reintroduced into the systems of mankind god because god knew nothing else can change the life of man it is the love of god which is by his spirit and realize jesus says a body you have prepared me lo i come to do your will it is the will of love and that's what he wants to be made manifest as he's born in you and he's born in me then these particular aspects are broken what as he says in luke 8, 4 18 and 19 scriptures we know he says the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me and why has he anointed me he says so that the poor may hear the gospel. What is the gospel? They may hear good news. The longer you are condemned, no, but it says repent and there is forgiveness. Just hear for you. It is saying, no, no, you can make it. You are not a cow as you are called by your mama. Cows are outside there walking on four. You are a man, you're a woman. We walk on two feet for the glory of God. You know, I read somewhere, it says, uh, somebody said, a proverb, he said, man is like a, 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 an animal with one wing. Without one wing, it can't fly. But if he links up with another, who has another wing, the two will fly. They will find themselves, they will go places. You, and that's exactly what love does. It links us together. And what you couldn't do, what I couldn't do, we are able to accomplish, connect, grow and go and the father is releasing that love upon you and upon me in this body he says to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted this is love at work in the name of jesus to proclaim liberty to the captives this is love at work our prisons are full of men and women across the land but you know what can empty those particular prisons only one thing the love of god that love will break those hard hearts. That love will break those evil hearts. 
And how will that love be able to reach those particular places? It can only reach them through you and through me. How? He says, ask the Father, and he will give you the ends of the earth for your possession. As we enter into this week of prayer and fasting, if you can fast, I will ask you to fast. Even if it is one meal per day, take some time and wait on the Lord. In the evening, if you can make it at 6 to 7, just one hour only, I would like us to meet together online. You have the online, the online connections. Link in online. Let us pray together. I want us to pray from a different perspective completely. I want us to pray that the Father will birth us in the love of God. That is the theme of the prayer of the prayer session, the whole of this particular week. I want us to lift up our hospitals. Maybe we have never prayed for the sick the way we're going to pray. I want you to be able to uh, 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 get down and step, not just offer Lord, heal the sick in our hospitals in Jesus' name. You have already finished with that one. Move on to the next. Have you seen a mother when their child is sick? They don't leave that child. They hold her. They will keep on stalking. They, they, they even make sure they will sleep with the child in their bed on that particular day, right almost all throughout. Why? They don't let go until they see the child is getting all right. I want us to take time. We'll take a, a particular full day praying for praying for, for, for tomorrow to begin with. We begin just mainly to pray for the church. I want you to pray that God will bath us in his love. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are ports of wickedness. There are ports of sickness. There are ports of sorrow. There are ports of laws that are oppressing God's people. There are ports of envy and jealousy. There are ports of alcoholism and substance abuse. Some people might be in our midst who are held captive by substance abuse. There are ports of immoral living. Not only maybe physically, but even in our minds, we may be occupied with thoughts of immoral living, pornography. You know, those are you know, ports of wickedness. They are ports of depression, ports of poverty, ports of spiritual and physical miscarriage and barrenness. That we are not able to bring forth any fruit at all in the things of God. We, we find we are not pleasing before God. Ports of suffering and ports of failure. All of these baskets the enemy has brought and he has tied our hands into them. We feel suppressed and depressed and rejected, oppressed in one way or another. But the Father says in, in, in Psalms 81 verse 6, I will remove your shoulder, or the, the burden from your shoulder, and I will break that particular yoke that has been holding you down, and I will remove your hands from the baskets in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to bow down your head, and I want you to think through in your own spirit. Are there any ports that my hands are held in? You know yourself, I know myself. Are there any burdens that I sense? My shoulders are held down by these particular burdens. Is there greed in my life? I want you to think over as you go. Is there anger in my spirit? Is there unforgiveness that I dwell on over and over? Is there wickedness? The people see me here in church, but truly I am a wicked man or I'm a wicked woman because of the way I do my things, how I handle my things and how I speak to people or how I think about people. Is there sorrow in my life and in my family? Is there anger and loss that is always happening? Am I bound to alcohol and, you know, substance abuse? Am I leave my thoughts? Are they righteous thoughts? Or am I, every time I look at men or women, my mind goes wild and I go thinking evil things. Do I imagine wickedness? 
What do I place before my eyes? What are the best film shows that I love watching and I can't let go because they are just so good? But yet they are full of violence and full of dirt and full of wickedness. And yet I find that it is food for my spirit and my soul. If I can't let go, that is a basket that the enemy is holding my life in. My life may look at herself and dear life. Maybe they might having miscarriages in my life. I don't bring forth fruit that can be counted as fruit. I miscarry in every project. All things I strive to begin, they cry. They, they dry up. My businesses dry up. I can't understand why. I have got no joy in my place of work. There are boots of wickedness that the enemy has brewed up. And I want you as you bow your head. I want us to pray and I just want to cry. Cry unto God yourself quietly. That Father, you know me. These are my pot, the pots of wickedness wherein my hands are. Deliver my hands, O God, as by your word. He will do it. Deliver my shoulder, O God, from these burdens in the name of Jesus. So can you be talking unto God, even as I pray for each one of us in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. You are our fortress and you are our deliverer. You are our present help in time of need. This particular 2022, you want your children to walk in full and total liberty, free from every burden on their shoulders and free from every particular pots of wickedness, pots of loss, pots of sorrow or anger. And so now in the name of Jesus Christ, I call upon your name and I ask, remove the shoulders of each person that is within the sound of my hearing. And as they cry out unto you, Almighty God, I ask that you remove the shoulders of your children from every burden of the powers of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I command, deliver every man and every woman, every young man and every young lady from the pots and from the baskets of wickedness. Deliver each man and each person from the pots of sicknesses. Deliver each individual from the pots of sorrow in the name of Jesus. In this year, Father, I command, deliver your children from the pots of loss. I command deliverance from the pots of anger in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I declare deliver your children from the pots of envy and jealousy. I declare deliver your children from alcoholism and substance abuse in the name of Jesus. I release your anointing of love. Father, to dissipate every one of these wrong conditions in the lives of your children. Deliver your children from depression in Jesus' name. Every mental oppression, I break it in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the power of your love reach out, restoring every man and every woman, every family in the name of Jesus. Deliver your children from the pots of spiritual and physical miscarriage and barrenness. I declare fruitfulness upon your people and upon your sons and your daughters in this year, young and old alike, in the name of Jesus. Deliver your children from the ports of suffering, everlasting Father. I am speaking unspeakable joy over the families of your people. No longer they're going to be oppressed looking down, everlasting Father. Deliver your children now, O oh God, from the ports of failure. Failure has dogged the parts of your children for too long, but from today I proclaim your word upon them that father you birth them in your love and in Jesus name you deliver them from failure that from today 
their endeavors are going to know the success that is of God in the name of Jesus. Deliver your children from spiritual blindness and from spiritual oppression, from spiritual suppression and from spiritual depression in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I command, may your children find favor, good esteem, and high esteem, wisdom, Lord God, and good and favor in the sight of God and in the sight of man as they enter into every single day of this year. May each one experience your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, Father, I place your name upon your children even as we part this day. That the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord establish you in his shalom. Every moment of this 2022, the name of the Lord be your defense in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.